0: And welcome back to Sports Crunch with D. Crom. I'm your host, David Cromelo. And by this weekend, all 32 NFL teams will be in training camp practicing. And exactly one week from tonight, football finally returns with the Pro Football Hall of Fame game between the Cardinals and Cowboys. Thus, there will be no more weeks without a football game from August 3rd until February 4th, 2018, which is obviously the date of Super Bowl 52 in Minneapolis. Can you feel it, folks? Football is back. And I also hope you've all started working on those fantasy draft boards since we here at SportsCrunch with Dcrom have more information tonight to help you dominate your draft. Tonight's topic, the 2017 fantasy landscape for wide receivers and tight ends. And to help us break it all down, it is a pleasure to welcome Jeff Paisley to the show for the very first time. Jeff is one of the lead writers for the renowned fantasy football website, footballguys.com. How are you doing, Jeff? It's great to have you here.
1: It's great to be here. Thanks so much, Dave.
0: You're very welcome, Jeff. And before we get started, we would like to give you an opportunity to promote footballguys.com. You are actually not the only writer for that website that we have interviewed on this program, like we interviewed Dr. Gene Brammer earlier this week, as well as Matt Harmon, Cecil Lamy, and Sigmund Bloom in years past. What makes Football Guys such a unique fantasy football resource, and why should people subscribe?
1: Well, I I think you you said it right there off the bat is uh, those guys right there are, uh, you know, Matt Harmon. You mentioned Gene Bramble, just a a solid group of people that we have on staff. And we are up over 50 people on staff. And, uh, uh, you know, that's that's one of the big things right there is that uh, you get to uh, when you have access to football guys, you have access to the staff. We're here for you. Uh, so that's the big thing. And, uh, also to subscribe to football guys, it's a money back guarantee. There's like, there's zero risk involved there. So, uh, we have our, my football guys feature, which a lot of people like, that's where you can, uh, enter your league specs and, uh, we'll, and, uh, basically what it does is we'll customize, uh, it, whatever it is that you need lineups, uh, draft lists, um, you know, any information that you need for your league, we can customize that specific to your league. So um, we do have that. And, uh, you know, that's a big piece of the of, of the subscription. But ultimately, it's the it's the guys, it's the staff of work there. And uh, I'm, as a part of that, me being a part of that, you know, that's just it's it's difficult to comprehend. But I'm I'm thankful that I have that opportunity.
0: And we're thankful that you have that opportunity as well, Jeff. And I also forgot to mention, we interviewed Ari Engel earlier this summer, another fantastic contributor to footballguys.com. Like his tier rankings are very useful resources to help you prepare for the draft, as well as Gene's weekly injury reports. Um, uh, You rarely get a better injury report from Dr. Gene, as you heard from our show on Monday. So those are more reasons why you should buy a subscription to footballguys.com. I plan on doing so myself Uh, This weekend. And now let's move on to wide receivers, which is one of the reasons we're here tonight. We're here to talk about wide receivers at tight ends and their respective fantasy value. And there are three wide receivers that are universally going to go in the first round of fantasy drafts, regardless of league format. Obviously, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. Aside from those three, which wide receivers are worth drafting in the first round, in your opinion?
1: Well, I think you have to mention Mike Evans and Jordy Nelson in the first round. Uh, Evans, just because he's such a target hog on on Tampa Bay, of course they're getting Deshaun Jackson there as part of their their wide receiver core. That may take a little bit of his uh, value away, but he is still such a producer. Uh, Just the fact that he has two seasons out of his three where he's had 11 touchdowns says a lot. Um, and then you look at Jordy Nelson and, and you, you have to think that, you know, he's a thousand yards at least, you know, I don't think we're going to see 13, 1400 yards from Nelson like we have in the past, but a thousand yards and multiple touchdowns, that is, uh, or multiple touchdowns, um, uh, a, a 10 touchdown season is, is definitely something that uh, uh, I think is his floor. So uh, Jordy Nelson, in my opinion, and Mike Evans also belong in the first round.
0: They definitely have a case, Jeff, I agree, but a lot of people are going to go running back in one of the first two rounds, if not both of the first two rounds, and that means uh, to get a, your first wide receiver, you it might come to you in round three, and two names that are screaming at you when you get to that point are Sammy Watkins and Keenan Allen, both with extremely high ceilings, leagues but obviously both have been hurt for most of the past uh, couple of years, But as Evan Silva of Rotoworld.com, another notable fantasy analyst, uh, he tweeted out this afternoon that every year the they can't stay healthy crowd uh, loses at least one bet. And uh, so my question is, how comfortable would you be drafting Sammy Watkins or Keenan Allen as your team's first wide receiver? I know both have missed most of the past two seasons I mentioned, but they could easily be the top 12 at the wide receiver position at fantasy points if higher, if uh, health permits.
1: Yeah, I would tend to go with Watkins over Keenan Allen. Uh, I, I think Watkins is is a little bit closer to being fully and 100% recovered rather than Allen. You know, when you have uh, a torn ACL, you know, it takes a little bit of time to bounce back from that. And uh, uh, not just the fact of uh, recovering from the injury, but also just the confidence factor. You know, if if you've hurt your knee, uh, that structure, that uh, ability to feel confident in how you run, how you cut, you know, that may not be there in, in uh, the, the first year back. So I'm a little bit leery on Keenan Allen, and I would put more of my eggs in, in, my, in my basket for Sammy Watkins. And, uh, you know, we've seen, Watkins is only 24 years old. He's still very young. And uh, we've seen flashes of brilliance with him and Tyrod Taylor together. So uh, I, I would lean Watkins over Keenan Allen, in my opinion.
0: That's a very good case for Sammy Watkins there, Jeff. Thank you for the insight there, Jeff. And now let's move on to uh, wide receiver duos, uh, because when you look at teams that have more than one good wide receiver on them, uh, you sometimes have a hard time of choosing which one you would prefer for your team. And in this question, I'm going to list some wide receiver duos and just ask you um, uh, which one of them would you prefer and why. Would you prefer Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree?
1: (laughs) <laughs> Somehow I knew you were gonna ask me that. Um, I kinda lean towards Michael Crabtree because you can get him a little bit later than Cooper and it's Crabtree's the one who has been out playing Cooper in and uh uh in the in the years that they played together. I kinda look at it as if it is Remember Roddy White and Julio Jones? And Roddy White just absolutely dominating the Falcons and their receiving core. And uh, Julio Jones was the up and comer who eventually overtook him, but it took a, a few years. Um, I kind of see that same thing with uh, Amari Cooper and Crabtree. And I will select Crabtree all day long uh, over Cooper uh, whenever possible, just simply because of the value factor, because you can get him almost a, a full round or at least half a round later. Um, And I think you throw Larry Fitzgerald in that mix, too, as as someone who is just consistent and as a hard worker. But if I had to choose, I would go with Crabtree over over Cooper.
0: And not just because of the value, because his size has made him Derek Carr's favorite red zone targeted. Thus, the touchdown upside is more with Crabtree than with Amari Cooper. And staying in the AFC West, Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders?
1: Oh, I would take Demarius Thomas um, all day long over the over Sanders. Now, Sanders is a good receiver, but Thomas, in my opinion, uh, he can he can play this the short ranged route game. He can do uh, over the middle. He can do you know uh, deep deep balls. Uh, Sanders, I just I don't really see him as uh, the the type of receiver who can win a battle for a, uh, a ball. You know, so I would go with with Demarius Thomas there. Um, over Sanders but I mean Sanders is a good receiver but I would take Thomas I just like his his pedigree his ability his size and his just ability to uh, wrestle that ball away from defenders uh, more so than Sanders.
0: Cecil Lamy would probably agree with you there Jeff uh, considering Mike McCoy back at dead of course or Demarius having thrived in that scheme um with Peyton Manning and without Peyton Manning, uh, he should be able to thrive again when those bubble screens are to come back. in. so he should get a lot of uh, touches and chances to make big plays, no matter who is throwing him the football. How about Jamison Crowder or Terrell Pryor?
1: I would go with Jamison Crowder, especially if it's a PPR league. Uh, You know, Terrell Pryor was good last year because he received – so many targets with Cleveland and I think it was 147 targets. If I'm remembering, uh, he's not going to see that with Washington. I just don't see that. I think we're going to see a drop in his target share. Uh, Crowder is someone who's a, a strong possession type of receiver is going to get the ball often. Uh, Cousins already has a, a good rapport with him. I'm taking Crowder there, even though a lot of people think that Pryor is uh, one of these receivers who's going to break out, uh, even though he broke out last year. Uh now he has his opportunity. But he's he's going to a new team, new quarterback, new coach, new schemes. Uh, I'm going to go with, with, uh, with Crowder here and his experience with Cousins, the team, the offense. So that's my pick.
0: Yes, plus the value factor. You could get him at a cheaper rate than Terrell Pryor, who's going first, at least in the mocks I've been doing. How about Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen?
1: Stephon Diggs. Uh, I, I like Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's been great when he's been healthy. And uh, Thielen, is, he's someone I think may have peaked. I hate to say that, but I think there's still more to come from Stefan Diggs. And uh, you've got a very uh, highly efficient quarterback in Sam Bradford. He's going to get that ball out. Diggs is, uh, is his main target, in my opinion. So I would go with Diggs over Thielen.
0: And last but not least, Julian Edelman or Brandon Cooks?
1: Well, I'm not a fan of Brandon Cooks. Rather than I'm I'm more of a fan of, of Julian Edelman. And, and um we've seen this before with New England is, you know, they tend to have their best receivers uh be their short-ranged receivers. You know, like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Uh we don't see maybe maybe Brandon LaFell is the only one who had a a season over um I'm trying to remember what the fantasy points was. I think maybe 100 fantasy points in standard. The other than Welker or Edelman, since Randy Moss in 2009 was the only one. So um, I just don't see Cooks being that guy. I, I I see him more as a situational type receiver, and uh, you know he'll get his every now and then. But Edelman to me still seems like he's the strong point, the uh, receiver who is the Brady's go-to target. So until that changes, I'm gonna I'm sticking with Edelman here. That's
0: a consensus in the fantasy community. Because of Edelman's uh, history with Tom Brady, he is definitely the safer of the two to pick. And moving on to tight ends, and we're going to stay in New England with news that broke out today that Rob Gronkowski, despite undergoing the third back procedure of his career, He is practicing with zero limitations in training camp, and that is a very encouraging sign. And my question is, when is the earliest you would consider drafting Gronk, especially given the fact that he's uh, practicing with no problems?
1: Yeah, I would take him in the late second round. Early second might be a little bit too early for me to take him, uh, especially because you better have a, a good backup tight end that you can start on a moment's notice if and when uh Gronk does get hurt but man when he plays when he's on the field when he's even 80 90 percent I mean he's still strong solid uh fantasy resource so uh, I would say late second uh, I mean Gronk is a he's a league winner you have him on your team you have an opportunity to win your league and uh if you can if, if he lasts into the third that's uh, that's on you because someone who gets him in the third round is, is definitely going to have uh, uh, an advantage. So I would say late second would be the sweet spot for Gronk.
0: And that is a consensus spot for him, according to many other analysts. So you're right on there, Jeff. And the t- the tight end picture, after Gronk and Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed, assuming he recovers from that uh, toe injury, which uh, the Redskins believe he will in in time for the season, Greg Olson, and perhaps Jimmy Graham and Delaney Walker, the tight end picture after those guys is pretty murky. If you haven't picked a tight end, and all those guys I mentioned are off the board, who would you consider if you come to such a point in your draft?
1: I would take a hard look at Hunter Henry uh, with the Chargers. Uh, We saw him kind of – I don't want to say take over the offense, but he really had – um a a season last year that saw him emerge and antonio gates was still a a part and a piece of that offense but i think this year he's going to be hunter henry is going to be more of a of a factor going forward with with uh, philip rivers than and that offensive uh play calling so i like hunter henry there i think he's someone who could have a breakout season and be a huge part of that chargers offense Uh, so he would be my guy. Another one I'm I'm looking at there is Zach Ertz simply because of his volume that he'll receive. I like that. I think that Philadelphia is going to target him a lot. Um, Martellus Bennett is another one in green Bay, but I also think that green Bay is going to use multiple tight ends. And, uh, you know, he may have a good week here and there, but maybe not so consistent. So I'm a little bit leery on Bennett. As my first tight end, but Hunter Henry or Zach Ertz or even Kyle Rudolph, um, it's hard to think that Kyle Rudolph could improve upon last year. And uh, We may see a little bit of a re- regression to the mean there with Rudolph, um, but Hunter Henry or Zach Ertz would be the guy I target after those four or five.
0: Yes. And you, you, you mentioned Hunter Henry and uh, especially if uh, Mike Williams has to miss time, uh, his red zone usage could get an even bigger uptick in my humble opinion. So that's another situation to watch there folks. And uh, as I've said in recent episodes that in fantasy drafts, the name of the game is value. Those that wind up getting the best value out of their picks are more likely to take home the league championship, which wide receivers and tight ends are the most overvalued and undervalued at the moment in your view.
1: Well, let's look at tight end first. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, are forgetting about Jason Witten, and especially with Dak Prescott and his uh, ball-controlled type of offense where he's uh, very efficient, uh, his uh, completion percentage is high, meaning he's not throwing that many deep balls. So these shorter ranged passes and, and passes over the middle, they're going to Witten. And uh, until someone else steps up, Witten is a guy who I still think is a a big piece of that offense. I mean, you look at the the Cowboys, you've got Dez Bryant, you've got Ezekiel Elliott. Well, what's your next receiver that you have when you think of Dallas? In my opinion, it's Witten, and I think people are forgetting about him. So I would say him definitely as a a tight end. Um, And what was your other question, receiver, the same
0: role? Uh, The same role, most overvalued or undervalued.
1: Uh, I, I think people are undervaluing Randall Cobb. Uh, we've seen him have uh, career years, of course, you know, in, in seasons past. And just because he had a down year last year, uh, doesn't mean he can't come back. You know, he's had shoulder injuries. I think an ankle injury is, has hurt him. Um, but he's still a, a big part of that. And if he can get it going in that slot position that has been so successful for green Bay receivers, I think Cobb is someone who could bounce back. Uh, I I you know what is he he's probably around uh the 7th round, 6th or 7th round. I think that's great value for Cobb right now in in uh, in drafts for well, I'm looking at like a 12 team league. Uh that would be around the the point where he's drafted. So Cobb would be my pick.
0: Yes, so Jason Witten and Randall Cobb are the two most undervalued at their position, according to Jeff, and how about overvalued? Which receiver and tight end would you say are being overvalued at the moment?
1: Um, Let's take a look at wide receiver here. I I think, hmm, I want to say Tyreek Hill here. Uh, Tyreek Hill has tremendous upside and he's going to make some plays. The question though, is which week is he going to make those plays? That's going to be hard to determine. And I don't really see him as an eight to 10 target uh, per game receiver. I just don't really see that. Uh, So that's going to be a surprise to me is if uh, Tyreek Hill becomes that player that everybody thinks he is. So I think he's being a little bit, uh, uh, I think he's a little overrated there in that regard. Now, as far as tight ends are concerned, hmm, I think. Well, I already mentioned Martellus Bennett. I think there's a lot of people that are high on Martellus Bennett because oh, he's done so well before uh, Chicago, New England. Now he's going to Green Bay, another strong offense. Uh, well, I would not be surprised if, if uh, you know, Bennett does have some good weeks, as I mentioned before. But uh, I've also heard a lot about Green Bay using two tight end sets. And if that's the case, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunities for other players, other receivers to make plays and catch balls, score touchdowns. So Bennett is someone who could have uh, a a good week, you know, every maybe two or three games. But that's not necessarily as a consistent type of player that I would want to have as my tight end one. So I I think Martellus Bennett, believe it or not, is someone that's being overrated right now. Plus,
0: um, I I read this, uh, it might have been in the Sports Illustrated um, Fantasy Edition, it might have been somewhere else, but uh, I did read that you mentioned the Packers um, going to more two tight end sets this year and them bringing in Lance Kendricks uh, illustrates Mm -hmm. that uh, strong possibility that they will uh, do so. And since um, Bennett is a infinitely superior run blocker than uh, Lance Kendricks is, uh, they say that when they go to two tight end sets, they're going to use Bennett to stay in and block, especially to help the run game, because they need more of a run game this year than they did uh, last year when Eddie Lacy flamed out. Uh, so, uh, w- so do you buy that as well? Do you think uh, those two tight end sets could uh, harm Bennett for that reason?
1: Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. And don't get me wrong. I think Bennett could have seven touchdowns this year, maybe even eight or nine. Uh, that might be a little bit ex- extreme, but I, I don't see him being a sixty-five, seventy catch type of receiver. Not on Green Bay, uh, not with their pedigree of other receivers, and not with their history of tight ends. I, I don't. I don't see that. I see him more as a um, uh, a red zone threat or a possibility in their offense, but not someone that will. The offense will go through him, not like a like a Greg Olson or a Jordan Reed or a Travis Kelsey. I, I just I don't see that out of, or even Delaney Delaney Walker too, uh, has had the offense go through him. Maybe not so any much anymore because Tennessee has other weapons. But uh, you get what I'm saying though. With Bennett, is I'm just a little bit leery of him as my wide receiver one, even though a lot of people are are high on him. I, I think we're going to start to see his ADP drop a little bit. As we get closer to the season, because of that,
0: I am uh, hesitant on Martellus Bennett for those same reasons. And he is Jeff Hazley, ladies and gentlemen, of footballguys.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Hazley. And Jeff, we thank you so much once again for donating your time to our program this evening. And before we let you go, we'd like to play a little game I like to call buy or sell. And in this game, I'm going to list some players that you could get in rounds eight or later, and you tell us where you, whether you buy or sell their value, starting with Pierre Garçon, buy or sell.
1: All right. Uh, well, just the fact that uh, the number one receiver in Kyle Shanahan's offense has a, a history of performing well and having a strong uh, fantasy output. So I'm, I'm buying on Pierre Garçon.
0: Yes, especially his uh, proven history with Kyle Shannon as well. How about Cameron Meredith, buy or sell?
1: I'm going to buy Cameron Meredith because I think that he's the go-to receiver for the Bears. Um, I, I've yet to see it from Kevin White. So uh, Meredith, by default, is my uh, top Bears receiver, if you will. So I would buy on, on Meredith just for the fact that I think that he's going to be the team's top target.
0: How about Jeremy Macklin? Very similar situation as those other two, buy or sell?
1: Hmm. I mean, at a certain value, Macklin can be a, a good player. I think he could be a consistent player. I don't see him being someone who's going to win your week or, or win your league, but he's he's a he's a filler receiver in my opinion, uh, a good flex player. So I'm going to say hold. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, <laughs> Jeremy you can. Macklin? Yep, you All right. can.
0: And especially with Joe Flacco's back issue, we have to see how well he responds to treatment. Because if that's a thing that lingers, that could definitely lower Macklin's right. value. And uh, Devontae Parker, buy or sell?
1: You know, I, I want to try and like Devontae Parker. I do. Uh, if this is his third year, so we've heard of the third-year breakout wide receiver. I suppose it's possible but uh, to me, this is Jarvis Landry's team in terms of uh, the wide receiver core. So I, I like Landry. I don't think that both of them can be a success. So I'm, I'm selling on Parker. I, I think that, that he might, may have a, a few couple good games. If so, sell him, trade him. That's my opinion.
0: Staying in Miami with Julius Thomas, buy or sell?
1: I don't think he's a sell, not yet. Uh, so I would say buy. Just because the, the fact that he's reuniting with Adam Gase, uh, Gase knows what he can get with him. He's had success with him in Denver. Uh, I would lean towards Julius Thomas making more of an impact than a disappointment. So I would say buy.
0: Yes, if health permits, he could be a touchdown machine in that Adam Gase offense as he was in Denver. How about Jack Doyle, buy or sell?
1: I'm buying Jack Doyle. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Andrew Luck and his health, but I do think that Luck is going to play Week One and be okay. Might be a little bit rusty, but right now Jack Doyle is their tight end to target. So uh, Eric Swoop is there as well, but he doesn't necessarily have that experience that Doyle has that he that he gained last year. Already has the reputation and the rapport with Luck. Uh, we know that Andrew Luck and the Colts offense likes to favor the tight end. So I definitely like Jack Doyle. I think he's a great buy and a good value also at his ADP.
0: I completely agree. And last but not least, Jared Cook, buy or sell?
1: I think Jared Cook was was only remotely good last year because he was with Green Bay. Uh, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm I'm selling on Jared Cook. I'm not sure I, I really see the uh, the opportunity and, and, and the ability to perform well uh, in Oakland. Uh so I'm I'm selling on Cook. Jeff
0: Hazley, footballguys.com. You can follow him on Twitter once again at Jeff underscore hazley. Jeff, thank you so much once again for joining us. And we definitely hope to have you on sometime down the road. Take care, Jeff, and we look forward to your coverage on football guys this season.
1: Hey Dave, thanks a lot. And uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much.
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Hazley, and that is H A S E L E Y. You're welcome, Jeff, and that's all for today here on Sports Crunch with D. Crom. but we'll be back early next week with another footballguys.com contributor, Matt Waldman, who will give us a look at the fantasy value of 2017 rookies, so stay tuned. Also, be sure to check out the episode archive as well as an up-to-date blog of mine at sportscrunch.com, and remember, that is crunch with a K. For Jeff Hazley, our producer Chris Broadhead, man in the box, I'm David Cromwell, saying so long, and of course, stay awesome.